Little mother guys, ain't got no style. We know what's up before we go down. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. This is the fans voice. You little folks care. This what the people need and what they want now. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't no deal, I bet you know now. C.L. And I'd like to welcome y'all to another edition of the Rundown Sports Podcast. Uh, this week, to go with the beginning of Wild Card Weekend, I'm trying to throw up a little special. If I don't get every team involved this week, it's okay because there is round two. Um, joining me today on the Rundown Sports, I have Jason Fearman from RootForSports.com. How you doing today, Jason? CL Smooth, my man. I'm doing great, bro, and I appreciate the invite coming on the show. And remember having you on just, what was it, a week or two ago, and you did a phenomenal job, bro. So I'm, I appreciate the reciprocation, my man. Doing great, and I hope you had a great New Year. Oh, man, thank you, thank you. And, yes, I did. Same to you. And uh, I guess like my man Rich Eisen said, we're doing the home at home. You know? That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I come to your podcast, and then you come to mine. That's it. That's it. You got it, baby. Home and home, baby. You know it. No other way to do it. All right, my man. I'm ready to roll with you, baby. NFL talk. I mean, this is where it's all at. I can't believe the playoff weekend's here already. Unreal, bro. I know, man. It just seems like a big blur. It's like 17 weeks we were just anticipating, and now it's almost over. And right? <laughs> I Now, I was feeling good earlier this year because I'm a Saints fan, and – um. We were riding pretty high, and I really didn't think that there was any chance that Carolina would overtake us not only for the NFC South, but end up all the way into the second seed. Now, I gave them some credit, but I did not realize how awesome that defense was. Um, going into this playoffs, I know you you are a San Francisco 49ers fan. Yes, sir. I'm going to just say this. They beat you one time. Can the Carolina Panthers beat you again in the playoffs? Yeah, they can, uh, and it's going to be on their home turf this time. If it does happen, as they got to buy, as you know, in the first round, they can. They're a team that's kind of just like us. I mean, when you look at the quarterback, it's a guy who can throw bullets and he can run around all over the field. They play with a running game and a strong defense. I mean, they're really identical type of teams when you look at them. Almost it's a carbon just- copy. Yeah, it really is, man. That's exactly right. It really, really is. The thing that may separate them, the thing that may give the 49ers the edge in that game is the experience, the fact that they've been there now for the third year in a row in Carolina's fresh, brand-newborn babies into the playoffs and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Ron Rivera is going to be able to you know, match up his coaching skills with my man Jim Harbaugh over there, but if they were to meet, it would be a great game, and it wouldn't shock me either way if a team won or lost. So, 
right away I'm taking off my 49ers gear, my outfit, my hat, my slippers, my socks, my fan hood is away. I'm just keeping it real for you. <laughs> I hear that, man. And I'm trying to do the same thing this Saturday night when I'm looking at these New Orleans Saints. I'm I'm hoping that this cold weather just doesn't get to them to the point where I'm feeling like we really got to invest in a run game. I feel like we need to do that already, but now it's, it's looking like to the point where Mark Ingram was a terrible decision, mm. and I didn't like it the day that we traded up in the draft. So I was already worried about it, and now this coming to fruition, you know, three years later. Uh, yeah, I'm with you there, bro. I got to tell you, I mean, they were all offense, you know, going back from to 2006. They should have been bulking up their defense this whole time. And right. what you were alluding to before, um, yeah, Rob Ryan has really done a masterful job with his defense. There's no doubt about it. I mean, turning them around into the 3-4 and – a lot of people having a lot of worries, you know, Saints fans like yourself. But look at them. They're right back in there. Yeah, surprising that Carolina was the one that ended up winning this division. A lot of people thought Atlanta maybe. But your Saints are still looking good at 11-5, and five, man. You talk about them going in the cold weather, I'd worry too. I know that their record on the road is better than a lot of people would think. It's much better. I think they have one of the best road records in the NFL. But your boy Drew Brees, his numbers do go down significantly. Yeah, man. And... I, I try to be honest about it, and I know that the you know the cold weather is a factor, and you know playing outdoors, not being on that fast track in the dome, that's always going to be a problem for us. What I felt like we could have answered either in this off season or before, because and it's only because of Mark Ingram being there that we didn't address. You know, let's get a ground and pound running back like in a dream scenario i wish we could have went and got maurice jones drew mm. i knew he was going to become a free agent this year and i wish they would have just went ahead and just you know did the trade for a second third round pick or something like that and we're instantly so much better on third down you know now we can come out in a two-back set since spoils out for one might keep maurice jones drew back there to pass tech pass protect and then you know maybe go out on the route because he can't catch balls he's he's like the perfect fit to go along with a darren sporos right right and uh and you know it's the, the combination of both of them though p is pierre thomas he's the combination of both of those guys he's not nearly as fast and quick as Sproles, and he's not as powerful as ingram but he's got the best of both of, of both worlds and i don't know why they don't give him the ball more they throw it to him a lot out of the backfield but they don't run enough with him now, I, you're right on that because he does have a unique skill set. It's, I think it's two issues with that. One, they try to keep him fresh because I noticed early in their career when they did use him a lot, he'd break down. Mm -hmm. So okay. I think that's one issue right there. They're trying to keep him fresh. And then the other thing is it's just the offense and the philosophy just not feeling that confident in the run. I wish they would. I wish they would, uh, you know, take a little more time to get, you know, the run established early in the game. But it's usually all about Drew Brees. And I'm hoping that Sean Payton takes a long look in the mirror and says, we got to run the ball coming up. 
Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. Hopefully for your sake and the rest of the Saints fans out there, they do it successfully. I'm, I'm rooting for you guys, that's for sure. I'm not an Eagles fan by any means. I think I hate the entire NFC East division altogether, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be rooting for the Saints in this one. Hopefully they can pull it out, and maybe they'll see my 49ers in the NFC Championship. That'd be great. we get home field advantage. I'd love it. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, definitely. for the record, let me tell you something, all right, since we're on the show. What's up? And you guys beat us earlier this year. That, I mean, oh, yeah. that game, come on. With, with Drew Brees getting, you know, clotheslined or whatever, you know, they called it like the worst penalty in God's green earth. I'm like, Brooks, I'd find, you know, we, Patrick Willis scoops with the ball. 49ers, we think, win the game, and there goes the penalty. And then, you know what happened. Mm-hmm. You guys go ahead and you win the game by a field goal, I think it was, and, and that was it. That's how it goes, man. Sometimes these penalties just kill the game. But the Saints it and the is, 49ers, yeah. they, they play good games. We played you guys there last year. I know, I know that we ended up winning that game when Colin Kaepernick first started getting his groove on and everything, but you guys did return the favor this year. You won. It was a win, and it was, a, it was an important win. Otherwise, they may have been out of the playoffs. You never know. And I'm going to say this because I say this same thing to a lot of people because I talk to a lot of passionate fans, and, you know, like you said, those penalties, they just kill momentum. They changed the direction of a game. But in the words of the great Chuck Noll, you have to play better than the ref's ref. So if you're leaving the game in the ref's hands where it's one or two calls that decides the game, you should have played better from the jump. That's well said. That's very well said. I agree 100%. Don't leave it in the ref's hands. You got the ball, you go play football, and you put it in the end zone. I'm with you, man. Good call. And, like, you know, I I feel where everybody's going with it because I feel, you know, the Patriots is a perfect example of this. They won games on calls, and they've lost games on calls in big spots. That's right. And, you know, they balance each other out. You, you can't get up too uptight about a call that happens, you know, in the fourth, fifth game in the season. And then, you know, come week 16, they get a call in your favor. So you just have to roll with the punch. That's right. That's right. Very well said, man. And again, these referees, it's a tough job that they have. There's only seven of them out there looking at, you know, 22 guys. And they're not robots. And the worst part about it is the average age of the NFL referee is 56. I mean, that's not an ancient person. But I think they need to get some younger blood in there, guys who can run up and down the field who have more accurate yeah. vision, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm about to say, like, you know, these guys are running like four, four, 40 yard dashes. Come on, we need somebody that can at least, you know, break five, right. get a couple <laughs> strides behind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a that's a great point. I'm glad you said that. That's yeah, real, though. Seriously, man. Not, not just running, but the sight as well. When you get older, you need to have vision. You can put all the contacts in you want, this and that, but nothing beats regular eyesight. So you got to go with some young dudes, you know? That's the way. This is true. Now, um, I did call you on because we are doing a little more of the fan-centric, so I'm going to let you get a few things off of your chest as far as your Niners can go. Now, you have this game coming up this weekend where you're facing Aaron Rodgers. Did you believe three weeks ago that you would be seeing Aaron Rodgers in the first round? No, no, definitely not. Did I think that he had a chance of coming back? Yes. But that was only if they were in the position they were in, and they happened to be in that game scenario where if they won, they're in. So, yeah, you bring back Aaron Rodgers, and boom, they're in the playoffs, and now they're as, really as competitive as anybody. So, 
The answer to your question, no, I did not think I'd be seeing him, but huh, here we go again. It'll be the fourth time in two years that we're playing the Packers, and they're dying for a win, those cheeseheads, because we've taken all three. Uh, beat him in the first game of the season last year, beat him in the playoffs last year, and then beat him again in the mm-hmm. first game of the season this year. So, you know what? Even though Aaron Rodgers is there, we seem to have his number, and Colin Kaepernick has got that defense number. It's, it's a weird thing. I, I know it's in Green Bay, and that's his home and everything, and what he did last week against the Bears after not playing for over you know a month, month and a half, or whatever it was. Aaron Rodgers is still the best quarterback in the NFL as far as I'm concerned. Yes, sir. And like Kaepernick was saying that during that NFC playoff game last year, he's seen the defensive guys from the Packers arguing because they didn't know which way to go defending that read option. Mm-hmm. And I'm no dummy, and I've known all along, when I didn't see any read option like that the first five weeks of the season, I'm like, oh, they're definitely waiting until the playoffs. Right. They're going to pull something out of their ass as soon as, you know, week 17 comes mm-hmm. around. Smart man. Uh, or man. Or maybe all the way into the first round. I knew that there it was coming out because I seen what uh, Russell Wilson did to the Saints, where they just totally said, "You know what, Marshawn Lynch, we're gonna let Russell burn the ball this game." And I said, "Oh, that's very convenient to come out on Monday night, late in the season, with the number one seed on the line and bust out the read option." <laughs> right know? there, you go. That's a great point, man. But the uh, circle back around with your Niners, I see that y'all have a lot of things coming together at the right time. Y'all got Crabtree back healthy. Um, you know. Gore is still looking fresh. He doesn't have any type of injury that I know about that's limiting nope, him. No, he's good. And, um, you know, that defense is always straight. Alden Smith is back out of rehab. He said he didn't need it like uh, Amy Winehouse. So he said he's good to go. <laughs> no doubt. And uh, y'all, y'all really straight. So I don't I don't really see no no way that y'all don't get past the Packers. How are you feeling going into this match? Listen, man, what's it all about? The hot teams going into the playoffs, right? Right now, there's not many teams hotter. I don't right. think there is a team hotter than the 49ers. I believe they won their last six straight games, and that's better than anybody in the league. So we've seen the trend year after year. Baltimore got hot last year in the playoffs. Boom, win Super Bowl. Giants did it a couple of years ago. The Packers did it you know, the year before that. So it can happen. There's no question about it. So I love their chances, and again, I talked about Green Bay and how we beat them the last three times. We, like I'm on the team. The 49ers beat them the last three times, and it was in Green Bay. You know, a couple of them were in San Francisco. One was a playoff game, and they just seemed to have their number, which is not not many other teams in the NFL can say that about an Aaron Rodgers-led team. But they got their number. You know, they know how to play defense. They have a very strong defense, and what gives them the advantage is they, they can play that man defense without having to blitz so much and still apply pressure to Rodgers. Uh, no more Greg Jennings. That was his number one target. I know that Jordy Nelson is very good, no doubt about it. James Jones is kind of just really run one route, and that's it. And we got a rookie safety back there and Eric Reed, who is going to be on everybody's radar for the next 10 years. This kid is an unbelievable safety. Eric Reed, fantastic already. Not Ed Reed. Eric Reed is an awesome player. Yes, sir. All right, so for people who have seen him, he's great. 
So, no, am I worried? Yeah, because it's Aaron Rodgers. Sure, he can go off and throw four touchdowns, 400 yards against anybody at any time. And he may even do that. But the fact that the 49ers, and what you said before, is so key, saving plays for the playoffs because they know they're going to be there. Everybody complained all season. Why isn't Kaepernick running as much? You know, why isn't he? Where are the rushing yards? He's not throwing the ball, you know, as as good, blah, 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 this Mm -hmm. and that. Well, here comes the secret. I hope you ain't picking me a fantasy. What's up? What's up? I said, I hope you hope, oh, hope no, you didn't no, pick no, me no, in I fantasy did. because he was a big he disappointment was. in that regard. Yeah, he was a bust. I try not to pick my 49ers in fantasy usually. I just, you know, rooting interests come across and things like that. I try not to, but, you know, to get, and you know what, to be honest, man, <laughs> up until a couple of years ago, you right. had never wanted to draft a 49er in fantasy football anyways. <laughs> this is true. Like you were saying, though, uh, Kaepernick, he, he wasn't running much during the season. Um, now, like I said, he did. Have, he he now has Crabtree back, and my co-host on the rundown, Slim, he actually says he does not believe in Colin Kaepernick, and he feels like the lack of his uh, quarterback IQ, or you know what, just whatever it is that that you might want to call would would lead him to be able to surgically go down the field like an Aaron Rodgers does. He doesn't have. He, my homie feels like he doesn't have that capability right now, and he said that really concerns him going forward. How do you feel no, about that? Uh, last year at this time, I would have said that, but uh, no, no way, man. I, what what we go twelve and here we go again with the wee stuff. <laughs> Forty nine is twelve. It, it's all it's, good, wait, man. It's all good. It's a it's the fans' podcast. That's right. Man. It's family time, baby. Look, Colin Kaepernick is an excellent football player, and he brings so many different dimensions. He doesn't have to be all up there in the top. And he's a smart guy. Let's not kid ourselves. The dude is smart. He knows what he's doing, and he knows not to take a hit, and he knows when to slide and all sorts of stuff like that. The one problem I have with Kaepernick going into the season was is that he didn't put enough touch on his passes. And really up until week 14, 15, he still wasn't doing it. But now he's starting to be able to float the ball out there more because, like you said before, Michael Crabtree is back, and he can beat almost anybody on a fly route and you know, kind of juke you out of your pants. So... I'm very confident in Colin Kaepernick because if a play does break down, he can take off. He'll run. He'll run right up the middle for 15, 20 yards, and he'll slide. Or he'll get to the edge and get that first down by an inch or two. So where he lacks ability in accuracy on long balls and sometimes you know, reading the defense where he'll go through his first and second progression and that's it. You know, he, doesn't, he doesn't go through as many progressions as you know, the best quarterbacks out there. Where he makes up for that is his legs, and he's smart when he does it. He doesn't just run for fun. He runs because he has to when he knows that he can make a play when he does it. So I have no concern with Kaepernick going forward, especially with the guys that he's got around him now. It's funny you said that because I had um, a couple people comment and say that Kaepernick, Russell Wilson, uh, Andrew Luck, they all seem to, when they get ready to run, like they know what they're about to do, but when you see RG three or Michael Vick, it's almost yeah, like they're guessing. Scared, <laughs> and right, and it's almost like it always results in mm-hmm. them getting blown up. But in the other cases, Russell Wilson, Kaepernick, they don't get blown That's up; right. they go down because they know I can probably get ten yards here, and as soon as I get ten yards. I'm that's going right. down. That's it. And that's the smart thing to do. You know, I, I appreciate the guys who are rough and tough 
and want to get that extra couple of yards or whatever, but those are running backs. You know, those are big tight ends, wide receivers. If that's not your starting quarterback, you don't want him to do that. We all see what happens when you put your backup in and you lose your starter for a season. I mean, anomalies come along once in a while, like Josh McCann has been a backup in the league for 14 years and, you know, had a nice little run over there with the Bears, but you're the starting quarterback for a reason. You know, the 49ers do not want to have to bring in their backup. I don't even know if they're carrying a backup at this point, to be honest with you. So you're right. Kaepernick, he knows when to go down. Cam Newton has learned that as well. You know, he ha- he's not absorbing big blows. He'll go out of bounds and he'll slide. Russell Wilson, like you said, very, very smart player, knows what to do. That's that's how you do it. That's how it's got to be done. And that's why I fear, I'm a fan of RG3 as a football player. Obviously, I don't know the man personally, but that's he's a guy who's smaller in stature, and he runs where he wants to get extra yardage, and he still has a difficulty, even after his second year, learning when to slide, learning when to get out of, learning when to get out of bounds, how to cover up, and he still gets hurt this and there and that. So I worry about his future as opposed to the other guys who are, I don't want to call Robert Griffin non-intelligent because he's very smart in himself, but on the football field, he believes that he's God and he's the best out there, which he may be, but he's got to remember that. He, he may be the best <laughs> football player on the field, but you've got to remember that there's, there's 11 guys on the other side that are coming after you, and they've been around for a while too, and they're fast also. Right. Maybe not as fast as you, but they're going to catch up, and they're going to give you a concussion. I'm about to say, like, Exactly. Like, RG3 has some world-class speed, but, you know, these guys are exactly. not far from there. Exactly right. So, to me, that's where RG3, I worry about his future. And I wrote an article about it. I'm not going to get into it now about where his future may be and stuff like that. But, no, Kaepernick being a bigger guy, you know, he's got a great arm. There's no doubt about it. And he's been beating the Packers. The only, the only thing that scares me really more about this game, it's not the cold weather. It's not being at Lambeau Field because, again, we're a defensive running type of football team. So I'm not worried about that aspect. The thing I'm worried about is, is it finally time for the Packers to beat the Niners? Because going back to the 90s, you know, I'm an old fan of the 49ers. Going back to the 90s when the Packers and Niners really started to develop this extreme rivalry, and they would beat us year after year after year in the playoffs. Brett Favre is a big reason why I couldn't stand him as a player because he would always beat the 49ers and find a way to do it. But in 1998, we all remember, Owens, Owens, he caught it when Terrell Owens made that play and caught the ball in the end zone. You remember that? That was against yeah, the Packers. Yeah, I remember that. And Steve Young threw that pass, and you know that's when we finally like cracked the hump and beat the Green Bay Packers. But now it's, I mean, we're talking now, obviously, like 13 years later. It's a whole new story, brand new ball game, all new players. And Kaepernick is a young dude, and he's going to be the 49ers quarterback for a long time. Well, who's he? Does he think my Niners are going to win? Your boy, or is he, or is he picking the Packers? I haven't asked him yet because we haven't previewed <laughs> it. But I say, I think he's probably leaning toward the Niners because he feels the same way about the Packers defense that I do. And... It's not any good, no matter who they got. I know they got, you know, Clay Matthews and A.J. Hawk and, you know, some decent DBs, but that defense doesn't hold anybody. It doesn't scare me, and it definitely will not scare John Harbaugh or the rest of the Yeah, and the one name that you brought up, Clay Matthews, it's official. He's not even going to play in this game. There was, you know, they were hoping that he might. Yeah, they were hoping he might because he missed last week and tried to prepare, you know, for this upcoming playoff game, but he's not even going to play, so – that takes. That was the last thing I wanted okay. to get into, and yeah, it doesn't yeah. even take long. 
obviously you take Clay Matthews off the field and you have a totally different defense no matter where you are. I mean, that guy is simply a playmaker. Yes, he gets after the quarterback. He's around the football all the time. So the fact that he's not there and they already have a pretty, you know, pretty bad defense for the most part, I, I see the 49ers putting up high 20s, low 30s on this team and really not allowing uh, Green Bay to do so much. You know, Eddie Lacy, the fact that they have him now in a running game does play a different part. The 49ers aren't just going to have to be able to scheme around the pass. They will have to worry about the run a bit, but I'm sure with that coaching staff over there and, again, the teams that they played, the experiences that they've had, it won't factor in too much. And, again, taking all my fan clothes off, I truly believe from an objective point of view that the 49ers are going to win this game. That's what's up, man. I, um, I'm really anxious to see if Colin Kaepernick is going to, you know, not not just come out in the option. Will he take that and put that with his arm talent and really command the game? And then that way we'll know that, oh, he's taking that step. He's about to be coming to the elite category. It's like when once he has that, you know, oh, you don't know what I'm doing? Well, you better sit down <laughs> now. I'm finna throw this ball at you. Look in his eyes. Then it's going to be a problem for the rest of the league. And I see why Jaws would say he has the ability to become the best quarterback because he is so unique be- for the fact that he has that fastball cannon yeah. of an arm, and then he runs like yep. a gazelle. Like, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to, you know, replicate that. The closest thing I'd probably say is right. Cam Newton. Exactly. But he doesn't have nearly the arm type of talent that he has. He doesn't have that baseball pitcher intensity on his Correct. ball the way that Kaepernick well does. Said. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing that ball come out of Kaepernick's hands and go to somebody's chest and explode. Right, exactly right. You could, right. Like the ball is going to come out the other side of his jersey or something like that. I'm with you, man. Yeah, for real. I, I know you're right. And he can adjust uh, the way that he throws. He can go over the top and go three quarters sidearm, and that's like your pitcher right there. Like you explained, he's an athlete. He was recruited to play baseball, but he chose football, and it's a wise decision, no doubt, no doubt about it. And you know, a lot of things that you said with him before. You know, we talk about him running and running, but he can pass too. Now, I know that his passing numbers were they're below 3,200 this year, I believe, but that's because they were blowing people out and this and that. But the first game of the season, mm-hmm. the very first game of the season was against the Green Bay Packers, and he threw for 412 yards. So, you know what, Packers? Get ready. He can do it to you again. It don't matter if it's cold, and if it is too cold or whatever. Then we'll just run Frank Gore and Kendall Hunter and Anthony Dixon and Michael James right down your throat. So that's how I really believe it's going to happen. The 49ers are too stacked mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball in order for the Packers to be able to beat them. Now, I totally agree with that. I'm seeing your San Francisco 49ers getting past this first round matchup and um, probably getting past Carolina if they end up seeing them. Um, mm. Run a little short on time. Jason, You go ahead and tell the people where they can find you on the Internet. Well, CL, man, my man, Smooth, I really appreciate that. Uh, first of all, the website, go to rootforsports.com. That's root as in R-O-U-T-E and the number four sports.com. You can check me out on Twitter at sportsprofit1. That's the number one, and profit spelt like I'm a prophet, 
meaning I know the outcome of every game that's going to happen, so stick uh, with me and I'll make you a lot of money. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking that's no a, Clay Matthews. I might need to bet this game. I need to see what that line yeah, is. Man. Check it out and, and t- you know what? Tease it. Take the Niners and the over, baby. It's going to be a lot of points scored and the Niners are going to win, so that's the way you want to do it. You heard it loud and clear on CL Smooth here on the rundown, baby. Time that's up. what I'm saying. So, now, nah, man, I'm, I'm definitely loving my Niners this week and you know, if your Saints do win, then they'll end up having to go to Seattle to play the, uh, you know, the Seahawks. Oh, but yeah. um, if the Eagles win, then you know, obviously a different story, and you know that would stink. But like I say, man, I'm rooting for your Saints. I hope you're rooting for my Niners, and I'd love to see in the NFC Championship because it is possible. Most definitely, man. And uh, it's been a treat having you on my podcast. And um, are y'all doing the uh, the show on the Sports Clinic uh, in the off season too? Oh, absolutely, man. It's rolling all year long, every Sunday, 10 o'clock until about 12.30. We go in the morning. We're going to get you prepped for all the games, you know, for the weekend coming up, Saturday and Sunday and all that stuff. So, I mean, you know, Saturday we may actually have to throw in another show, as a matter of fact, because we've got games Saturday and Sunday. Isn't that a treat? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah we got games I, I on love Saturday that. and Sunday. I love, love that. that. That's, that's when football is at an all-time high. It's like you got good bowl games during the week. Then right. you got two days of NFL games back to back. It's it's awesome, and it's got to be my favorite time of year. No doubt, me too, man. This week and next week, you know, obviously besides the Super Bowl, if your team is in it, I mean, this is as good as it gets. You have the best teams remaining in the NFL, and they're all playing, and you get to watch every game individually. Nothing's going to overrun the other one unless they go into some crazy overtime. So, this is an NFL fans favorite time of year there's no doubt about it and i can't wait to see it start off on saturday yes sir man well um it was good talking to you man and uh it's your man cl from the rundown sports like i said you can find us on twitter at the rundown sports you can find me at cl the main event on twitter uh look for us on itunes same name hashtag rundown sports Uh, with all that said Y'all hold it down, have the football.